Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow, and we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I am excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way, you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. In motherhood, it can be kind of rough sometimes, and we tend to move a lot slower when life feels hard, or sometimes faster, but more weighted down. So think of this analogy. You are in the forest, and a fire starts. Someone lights a fire with a match, and you have a bucket of water, and you're trying to put it out. But then another fire starts and you're trying to get your bucket of water and pour it out, and you're continually trying to put out these fires. Meanwhile, in one hand, you have a torch. In the other hand, you have a bucket of water. Every time you try to pour out the water to put out one fire, another fire is getting lit by the torch in your hand. Now, we can think of this in several different ways. You can think of it as, okay, I'm just a mess, I'm all over the place, blah, you know, whatever. Or you can think of it as I put systems in place, but I'm maybe not abiding by them, or maybe my kids aren't abiding by them. It's not running for a house. It's not working for a house, whatever is going on. And life is just hard. You're just constantly putting out fires. But we have to remember that it's not always the kids. It's not the spouse most of the time, most of the time is our own efforts that are just not working out how they should for one way or another, whether we're tired, overwhelmed, whatever the case is, we feel like everybody else is the problem. But sometimes we forget to turn inward and see that maybe we might be the problem. Maybe we put systems in place. Maybe we have routines and rhythms and maybe everything mapped out looks glorious on paper but maybe we're not actually executing it properly or executing it at all, or maybe just a little bit. (laughs) Sometimes we just have effort to do just a little bit, but not a ton. I was thinking about this the other day. I just felt like I was there with a pail in one hand and a torch in the other, and I just kept on putting out fire after fire after fire. I was so exhausted with all the messes and all the chaos and the fighting of the siblings, it was just crazy. And I thought, what am I doing wrong here? Like I have so many good parenting things put in place. I have so many routines and rules and rhythms and I'm still trying to have fun with them. I'm trying to show them one-on-one love. Like what is going on? Why is this not working? And then I realized the problem lied within me because I had rhythms and wonderful things put in place, but I hadn't been completely doing them. Like I had, you know, always wanted um, to teach everybody to do because I was so happy with how much they helped my life. I was so excited about it. I wanted to teach everyone else. And then I started realizing sometimes, and let's be honest, we are all this way. (laughs) 
we think we're doing really good in an area and then realize we're human, we're imperfect, and we're not going to get everything done right all the time. But that's okay. I don't profess to be perfect, and and I'm sure you don't either. And so we just have to give ourselves some grace and realize we're going to do the best that we can in the times and seasons that we're able to. And we have to remember that every time and season in life is so different. Sometimes you can just run as fast as you can and you can pick up all the pieces and you can just go and go and go and not really feel overwhelmed. And then there's other times where you feel like you're literally running a rat race. You're trying to put out these fires while lighting more at the same time. Oh, and then on top of that, you're wearing ankle weights and wrist weights and weights that are just heavy on your shoulders. Maybe you're carrying a bag of rocks at the same time. So every time you lift your foot, every time you move forward, you feel like you're going to take 10 steps back because you're getting off balance. You're exhausted. You're weighted down. Life is hard, but yet you still have to keep all those routines and rhythms and everything going. And it's just too much to handle. And you feel like everything's just going to crash and burn. This happened to me the other day. And well, this happens now and again, right? For all of us. But this happened recently and I was just thinking about it and I thought, okay, what is it that I'm doing? What is not working? Because we have constant messes and yet I'm cleaning all day long. I just don't understand how I can clean so much and yet have so much still to clean. Granted, we have kids and toddlers are some of those kids. So it definitely is hard and we're dealing with newborn life. And so I have a few weights that I'm carrying around that make things harder and slower and not as easy. But I didn't think that was just it. I think there was more. And so I was trying to gather all the pieces together and figure out what piece is missing or what piece do I need to add to make things work? Cause I just am so done lighting fires while trying to put them out. And then I realized part of the reason why I'm dealing with so much chaos is the clutter. And I'm not talking just one type of clutter. I'm talking physical clutter mental clutter, emotional clutter, all of the things. It just added up. And sometimes we just need a moment to breathe, check out of life for a second, and just kind of rejuvenate through a little bit of meditation, pondering, studying, whatever it is that we need to do to just kind of let go of everything and re-examine our life and figure out what it is that's going on that is not working. And what is it that we want to have working? What do we need to do to make things work? The biggest thing for me was I wasn't decluttering as often as I had been in the past. I kept on letting things accumulate, whether it be for birthdays or Christmas, holidays, you know, whatever it was, we kept on getting and getting and getting all these things. And a lot of times it was just things that were given to us, whether they be gifts or hand-me-down clothing or whatever the case, there was just a lot going on and a lot being given, but we just didn't have room for it. We had too much stuff. So no matter how much we were cleaning, no matter how much I was putting out all these fires, there were more fires to put out constantly because we kept on adding more. So we kept on, again, using that torch and lighting up more fires as we're trying to put them out. So sometimes we have to let go of the torches in our lives or um, another great way to put it is Russell M. Nelson in um, General Conference recently, which is a big conference, a big worldwide get-together that we do as saints in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, And 
and we have these incredible speakers that tell us about, you know, all sorts of things that are um, just uplifting and inspiring and motivating and help us to become better people, become better um, members of the church. So we refer to him as President Nelson or our prophet, and he talked about getting rid of debris in our lives. And I thought about it and I thought, you know, maybe that's exactly what I needed to hear. Getting rid of debris in our lives. We need to do that. We need to find the debris in our life, whatever it may be. Mine in this case was just physical stuff, emotional, 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 <laughs> emotional decluttering. There's just, there's a lot going on and we just needed to kind of you know, have a reset. Sometimes we just need to go to that little button on your remote and press reset. And that's exactly what I needed to do in life. I needed a reset. So I started gathering as much as I possibly could. And I started with one room, the girl's room, the one that is always <laughs> messy. No matter what I do to try to make it work, it just doesn't get clean or stay clean. And so I started decluttering and I got rid of a huge, massive laundry basket full of stuff that they just didn't need, use, or want anymore. And it felt so good. And so then I started getting more and more stuff and finding more things to get rid of and donate. So I'm doing one great thing. We're getting rid of stuff. Okay. So we're lightening our load, less things to clean, less clutter, less stuff to deal with and to worry about, which then gets rid of the mental and emotional clutter because you have less things you're having to worry about, less things you're having to take care of or wash or fold, put away, find a spot for, make a spot for, buy tubs and bins and things to organize for and all these things. Like so much comes with just adding one item to your home. All of a sudden you have to care for it. You have to find a spot for it. You have to wash it or organize it. There's just always something that you have to do with that one thing. And then it's always on your mind, whether you realize it or not, everything in your house takes space in your mind. So decluttering was just one thing, but there's also other things that I have found that have factored into changing things a little bit. And it's not perfect and it's happening little bits at a time, but it is getting better. One of the things that also helped was well, on top of decluttering, was trying to build relationships with my kiddos again, um, trying to communicate with them and find out why it is that they're acting out. What's going on? Why are they fighting each other? Why are they fighting me? Why are they being disrespectful or disobedient or almost just kind of like, like they're numb to life? You know, like they just have too many weights on their shoulders and maybe they're hitting kid, kid burnout. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but I feel like just as much as moms can get burnout, I think kids can too. Um, and I think we don't realize that because we kind of just put it off to the side because they're a kid and their life is simple, but things that are really, really big to them, maybe so small to us, but it is still big to them. Just like the things we deal with are big to us. And so I feel like kid burnout is real. And I feel like it's important to take time to have consistent, natural conversations, um, just small and simple ones that are not anything crazy. It's not super formal. Like I said, it's just small, simple, and natural and have little conversations with them um, daily, weekly, monthly basis where you're meeting with each kid individually and just talking to them about their day. Like the thing, the thing that was the saddest to me when I started doing this was um, 
I said, you know, hey, can you come upstairs and, and let's talk? And and my daughter goes, why am I in trouble? And I'm like, that's so sad that the only reason you think I want to talk to you is because you feel you're in trouble. Like, I want you to know that anytime I want to talk to you, it's because I love you, not because you're in trouble or not because you're going to get a chore or whatever. Like, I want to talk to you because I love you and I want to see how your life is going. Like, what's going on? What are your dreams and hopes and aspirations? And you know, what makes you tick? What, what makes you sad? What makes you happy? What makes you angry? You know, all those things. Um, and so I just started with simple conversation, like, you know, how's school going or how's church going? Um, you know, what are you feeling? Why are you, you know, are you feeling loved? And if you're not, who's not making you feel loved or, um, do you feel sad about something? Do you feel happy about something? You know, what brings you joy right now? What makes you frustrated right now? And, and just, just having these simple conversations, I feel like started to open up a communication um, barrier that was there. And, and I feel like it's really important to have those conversations with our kids because we have to, we have to bridge the gap. We have to get rid of that barrier and have an open, um, a way to have open communication with them so that they always feel comfortable talking to you about the good things and the joys in life, but also about the hard things, about the challenges, about the things that maybe they're not so proud of, things that maybe they need to repent of, or things that they, you know, want to do better on, or whatever the case may be. Because a lot of times when kids act out or um, get really angry or have, you know, frustrating issues that you're dealing with as a parent, um, most of the time it's because there's a lack of love or a lack of something that is not happening in their life that they want to have happening in their life. Um, we can't always fix everything for them, nor should we. They need to learn how to fix things on their own too, you know, and, and learn to mature and learn to deal with problems and situations as they get older. But as they're young, sometimes they need a little help to understand things, to understand feelings and emotions. Cause children sometimes have a really hard time expressing themselves and they're not sure how to do it. So a lot of times they act out when they're looking for love. They they kind of look for it in the wrong places a lot of times and they're not meaning to, they just, they're just learning. And so sometimes we have to coach them and help them to understand, okay, the reason why we're acting like this is because you're feeling this. So this is the root of the problem. We don't want to get mad at our sibling because something else is going on in our life. Like maybe someone is being mean to them at school and they're taking it out on their siblings or they're being defiant or whatever. And you need to get down to the root of the problem. So if there's kid burnout and acting out, try to have conversations with them that are simple, natural, and honest and find out what the root of the problem is. So decluttering first Second, have communications with your family members, whether that be kids or your spouse or whoever, and find out what the root of the problem is and try to nip it in the bud rather than letting um, things get worse by not not focusing on the problem itself. Because a lot of times, for our kids especially, we'll, we'll start punishing them and put them to their rooms and, and get angry with them and so frustrated and things build up and get worse because they're already angry, but then we just triggered them. And so now they're even more aggravated and we're even more aggravated. And it just leads to a spirit of contention and chaos rather than a spirit of peace and calm um, and love. And so I noticed part of the reason why my kids and I were not really working well is because whatever that whatever it is that they were dealing with, they were dealing with it in a way of acting out. And I was dealing with that as, okay, they're making poor choices. It's time to put them on timeout. 
And the more I do that, the more I'm putting them away from me and pushing them away, not saying they can never go on timeout or not saying that you should never punish your kids because it is important to give them discipline. But maybe it's important first to see the reason behind why they're doing what they're doing rather than just assuming they're like assuming the worst and assuming that they're just making poor choices and they just need to shape up. Um, sometimes I have to come at things at a, um, more simple perspective and just be present and be there and be a listener. And as much as I'm their parent, I also need to have time where I take time to just kind of be their friend, be that shoulder to cry on, be that, you know, warm hug that they need and just be more sensitive to their thoughts and feelings and the things that they might be going through. Cause you just never know, like you never know what they're going through. And especially, especially with this past like year or so with COVID and all of these very mature, um, issues that they're facing at such a young age, I think they're just not completely comprehending what it is that they're facing, what what it is that they're going through, whether it's that they're sad because they can't see their friends' faces because everyone's wearing a mask and so nothing is personalized. You're, you know, you feel more um, divided. Um, maybe because they're social distancing, they don't feel like they can really be close to friends and they, and they can't really you know, be best friends because they feel like they're always having to be far apart. Um, maybe they're, you know, feeling fear and stuff because of, um, you know, fear of, of stuff with maybe the vaccine or with COVID or with rioting or with civil unrest and, um, politics or whatever that they may be hearing. And maybe they don't fully understand what's going on, but maybe they just feel fear. Maybe they feel concerned. Maybe they're worried. Maybe they're stressed. Maybe they're wishing it would all go away and life could just be normal and they could just play at the park like they normally do. And, um, whatever the case is, you know, and, and things are getting better and things are normalizing a little bit more, but I think it still is affecting our children more than we realize. Um, and so just take those into consideration and see, you know, if you were a kid at this time, how would you feel? What do you think you would be going through? And and try to put yourself in their shoes and try um, the best way that you can to seek to understand their perspective first rather than first seeking for them to understand you. Um, I'm reading this book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People um, by Stephen Covey. And it's got these great, you know, these seven habits. I can't remember which habit it is, but one of the habits is seek first to understand understand, um, before you're choosing to be understood. Um, I can't remember the wording and how they do it exactly, but that's kind of the gist of it. And I think that's one of the things that I really need to focus on with my kiddos and my family is to seek first to understand where they're coming from, why they feel the way they do, what I can do to help them before I want them to understand what I need, what I need them to do. You know, I need them to do chores. I need them to do their homework. I need them to be happy and, be present and, um, respond, you know, when I'm talking to them and all those things, there's so many things that we want as moms for our kids to do, but if we're not taking time to understand them, why would they take time to understand us? You know, so that's just kind of something that had gone through my thoughts. Another thing besides decluttering and finding out the root of the problem, you know, noticing if there's kid burnout or whatnot. Also, Something that really helps the chaos in my life to go away is clearing, not just the clutter, but clearing the space, cleaning the space, tidying up. 
doing my best to stay on top of cleaning. And I know we can't be perfect, especially when we are feeling mom burnout ourselves and everyone else's burnout. And I know us as moms cannot do everything alone and we need the help, which is why we have our kids do chores and why we have our kids help out. But sometimes when the chaos is high, you have to get a little bit higher than it and find a way to do your best to kind of get on top of things and not feel so, you know, underwater. So something that has worked for me is sometimes I pick my battles and some days I expect my kids to clean up their rooms and put their shoes away and put their backpacks away and, you know, get their chores done and everything. And then other days I let things slide a little, not because I just think it's easier and I can just do it myself, but because sometimes we just need to give them a little slack and and realize that they are kids and they're not perfect. And they're going to have days where they kind of get burnt out too. And they don't want to do chores and it's okay. Every now and then it's not something that should happen all the time. It's not something where you should just, you know, give and give and give, and then never, ever let them partake in giving and being a part of the family and, and doing family contributions, family chores. Um, it's important for them, in my opinion, this is totally opinion case. So take it for what it's worth. But it's important for my kiddos in my family. I feel it's important for them to do their chores, to clean their room, make their beds and, you know, just be responsible and and be a part of things. But when the chaos is high and the house is a mess, sometimes I let their chores slide and I just do it myself. Um, And I have found that sometimes that brings peace quicker than fighting them to try to do something when they're already hit, they've already hit burnout. Now that's really hard when the kids have hit kid burnout and you've hit mom burnout. That's not a good combo. And we want to try to avoid that the best we can, but sometimes that happens. And this has happened for me recently. Um, As much as I try to have rhythms and routines and rituals and everything, sometimes we have phases of life that are harder than others. And right now we're in newborn life. We're in survival mode and I'm doing the best that I can. But some days I just fault to not being, not being the best that I can be because I'm kind of in a burnout mode and that's okay because I know it's a phase of life that I'm going through. It's not going to stay forever. It's just a way that I need to find balance. I need to do my best to see what is it that's going to bring me the most joy that day and do it. And sometimes that means what's going to bring me the most joy, what's going to bring me the most peace is not fighting my kids to do chores, but just doing them for them to just have a clean home so we can start with a clean slate and then they can do the upkeep the rest of the week. Um, So something that I do sometimes is I will, like the other night, there was just this game that had like 80 different of these like wood, wooden, um, colorful balls that is like a puzzle type thing. And one of my kids had thrown it all over the loft. I mean, there was 80 of these little marble sized balls all over the loft. Now I know that can be a choking hazard, so I couldn't really go to sleep with them there, but all the kids were exhausted and I didn't want to make them do their chore right before bed when they're already whiny and fussy and wanting to go to bed. And I'm already tired and burnt out. If I get them up, that's literally just going to be a huge fight and it's just not worth it sometimes. And so instead of freaking out and having them do it that night or do it early in the morning and just start the day off with a fight, I decided, you know what, why don't I do what I can to serve them? It doesn't mean that I'm going to do it for them all the time. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to ever let them do chores and I'll just always be the one to do everything and never let them learn. But sometimes it's okay to serve. It's okay to do something for someone when you know they're kind of having a hard time. Um, So I went into the loft and I cleaned the entire loft. It wasn't 
my responsibility. That was one of my kids' responsibilities to clean up. It was also the other kids' responsibility to clean up the mess that they had made, and none of those things had happened. But I chose to clean it up, and it was such a beautiful blessing to have the next morning wake up to the loft being totally clean, and our family was able to get together to say our family prayers before the kids went to school. And we did it in peace. And it brought peace to the home, and it was okay. And then later that day, they were able to tidy up the loft because there wasn't as much to clean. It was very simple. I didn't have to fight them on it, and it started the day on a good note. And so sometimes I think it's important to just let things go, you know, pick your battles and maybe, maybe do a little bit of cleaning on your own without help. If you need to, to just make space for peace and calm, because I find that my house, when it's, when it's the most calm and peaceful is when it's clean. And it's important to have that. And I find it's a huge, huge difference if I have my kids come home from school and my house is a mess and I'm not sure what to do for snack and everything, it's just kind of sheer chaos. They're bouncing off the walls. I'm trying to clean up messes and then trying to put out fires all at the same time. It's just too much going on and I kind of snap and I just get more moody. And I know they do too because it's just not a fun situation. But I know that when I think ahead and I have things cleaned and ready to go and I have a snack ready to go and they come home, there's just more peace. It's happier. And I can actually enjoy hearing about their days and finding out what's going on with them and sit down and have a snack with them. And so I think it's just important to just kind of make note of that and think, okay, what can I do to bring calm to my home today? And it may not be that you want to do chores for your kids and that's fine. That's just an example that I have, but just find what you can find what you can do to serve your family I know we already do that and I know that's hard to say because moms are full of servitude and that's just our our calling in life, right? But what can we do a little extra that can make things change? And so clean and tidy up the best you can. Find something that you can shine and shine it. You know, I think that makes a big difference is just having something clean, having your space clean around you. So clean your space is the third thing. The fourth thing that helps is getting out of the house, getting in some sunshine and some fresh air and doing something fun with your kiddos, like taking them to the park, going for a walk, going for a bike ride, for a hike, going for a swim, doing something active together as a family that's just fun and you're not having to worry about doing any cleaning or homework or any work. It's just fun. Sometimes as families, we just need a recreational activity to get us to bond. And when we laugh together and smile together, we're happy together. And things change and relationships get built. Relationships get stronger when we choose to have fun together. So when I know that things are going crazy and everyone is hitting burnout and everyone is frustrated and it's chaotic and contentious, as crazy as it sounds, and it sounds awful to be like, hey, I'm going to reward you with a really, really fun day after you've been a terrible nightmare to me today. (laughs) But don't think of it as a reward for bad behavior, but think of it as an incentive for them to make better choices and think of it as an incentive to you to just take time to be present with them, have fun with them and smile with them and realize that life really is pretty good with your kids and life is pretty good with your family. It just takes a little more effort and sometimes a lot more than normal. (laughs) When there's chaos, it takes a lot of effort to have fun with them. But when you do, it relieves stress 
it relieves tension, it builds relationships, and it creates a little more balance in life. If you're not having fun, there's something going on. And, you know, if you're not feeling peace, there's something going on. So if you can do something that can bring a little more peace, happiness, and balance in life, isn't it worth it? And again, these are all just opinions, so you can take them for what they're worth. But for me, I found that that's something super important is to just take a break from it all, walk away, get a change of scenery, do something active and have fun together. Find ways to laugh together and just be silly. That can break the cycle of chaos like nothing else. And lastly, the biggest thing that I have found that changes chaos is planning ahead. I know it seems simple and not like that big of a deal, but it truly makes a difference for me. Part of the reason why chaos has happened in my home is I maybe didn't get laundry done in time, so they didn't have clean clothes to wear the next day. So when they were looking for their clothes for school, there was nothing clean and they get frustrated and I say, well, why didn't you lay your clothes out? And they say, well, because they weren't clean. And I'll say, oh, well, I didn't do laundry. So technically that's on me, right? <laughs> and depending on their kid, the kid's age, right? If they're able to do laundry, that's a different situation. But as they're younger, um, a lot of a lot of things that we get frustrated at our kids with are actually partly our fault with not having rhythms or um, rituals in place that are working. So if you do have a laundry routine in place and it's working great, but if there's a day that you kind of don't get the laundry done that you were supposed to do that day or things didn't get folded or they didn't get put away, like a lot of times we'll do the wash, put it in the dryer, get it done, put it in the laundry hamper, take it right up to our room and set it on our bed for two weeks and then we fold it and then it sits for another two weeks and then we put it away. Oh wait, it actually becomes a big mess. It gets thrown out because people are looking for clothes. So it ends up becoming a huge pile on the floor um, with just clothes everywhere. And then people can't find the clothes that they need to. So the cycle starts over again. And then we don't know what's clean, what's dirty because it's all mixed in. So then we start over and do all the laundry all over again. <laughs> Not to mention everything's wrinkly. Does it sound familiar? Okay, maybe it's just me. But there's definitely some something to say for routines and rhythms. And when they're put in place, they need to be kept the best that we can. Obviously we have phases of life that are rough. Like right now I'm dealing with newborn life. And so things are a little bit harder, but they're not completely impossible. I just have to choose to do a little less than I normally do and really prioritize the things that I spend my time on since I don't have a whole lot of time to myself or to get things done in the way that I normally would do them. Okay, that's when you also enlist help. And so if you're not able to do everything, either have you know your kiddos help out, your husband help out, or whatever, do the best that you can to make things work. And if it's really not working, and if you have a little extra money, then hire someone to help out. Or if you can't hire someone and you don't have the means to do that, then do a trade and say, hey, I'll watch your kids so you can get some stuff done, and then let's switch and and um, I can get some stuff done while you watch my kids. And sometimes we have to do that as moms. We have to you know, it takes a village to raise, um, a child. And it's so true. Sometimes we can't do it all by ourselves, nor should we, because it's important to have help from others and it's important to help others. That's the beauty of service is it it helps everybody. Um, okay. So getting back to it, it's important to keep those rhythms in place. And laundry is a huge one that definitely makes a difference if it's not done. So I've found that for me, it's important to wash the clothes, dry them, um, fold them directly after they're in the dryer so that they don't get wrinkly. And then as soon as I can, 
take them upstairs to put them away. Sometimes I don't always have the opportunity to put them away, but if they're put away folded in my bedroom, they tend to be a lot better than wadded up in a ball in a laundry basket. It's a lot easier to find something if it's folded than if it's wadded up in a ball. Now it's way better to have it folded and then put it in the kids' rooms or at least put it on their bed so then they can put it away. But for some moms, they don't even do that. They just want to lay it out flat, put it on their bed, and then let their kids fold it or hang it up. And so whatever works for you, it's way better to just go from start to finish and get the thing done. So even if you only get one load done a day, if you do it start to finish, it will feel so much better than having it halfway done and having seven or eight loads halfway done and your bedroom looking like mine right now where it's just loaded with a bunch of clean clothes that you have to put away. So some things that I'm learning and I think the best thing about me telling you all of this is that I'm helping moms to know you're not alone. I get it. I'm not perfect. Like none of us are, we're human. And so even though there's a lot of things that I've learned along the way, I still make mistakes and I'm still not great at everything. And so that's part of the reason I love this podcast is I'm able to show moms that yes, there's lots of things that I've learned and that I, um, I've been able to do better with over the years, but there's also times during survival mode, like, you know, right now with newborn life that things get a little bit crazy and it's not perfect. And I'm so here to tell you that I'm not perfect, nor do I profess to be. And I want you to know that I don't do all of these things all the time, but I know they work when they do them. And so that's why I'm sharing with them with you is I want you to have all of these great tips and tricks that I've learned um, to help you out as well. But just know that I'm not perfect in them. So please don't don't think I am, but also don't expect that of me or of yourself because nobody can do everything perfect all the time. But the point is to try and the point is to, um, to set goals and try to achieve them. We may not do great all the time, but if we're trying, that's what matters. Another way to plan ahead is to do Sunday night prep. That's something that my family does and we have not been super good with it lately, which is part of the reason why I feel there's been a lot of chaos (laughs) is Sunday is kind of a reset day for us. And so if I have the opportunity to talk with my family and plan out our week and, you know, go over everyone's schedules, go over, you know, what homework is due or are there big projects due? Um, what is going on with my husband's work? When are his days off? Um, when do we want to do date night? What do we want to have for dinner that week? Um, how's the family budget? What is something fun we want to do as a family? Or what are some problems that we're facing as a family? How can we fix them? What are the challenges? What are the great things that are going on? Is there anything I want to reward my kids for and, and get a prize box item for them because they're doing so great and I'm so proud of them? Um, what, I don't know. I'm trying to think of things off the top of my head. There's so many things that can come up in family council. You know, what are the kids needs? What are their wants? Are there, are they needing different shoes? Cause their shoes are too small. Do they need, um, clothes for school because something doesn't fit anymore? Or do we need to declutter because there's too much stuff and they aren't wearing all of it. And there's a lot of things they want to give away because they're too small or, Um, they have holes in them or, you know, whatever the case is. So there's so many things that you can go over with your kids, but that is kind of the biggest thing is just planning out the week and planning ahead and knowing what's coming up so you can prepare for it. So for example, if I know that I want to go for a walk, you know, with my family, one of the days that week, say it's like a, a Thursday, I want to go for a walk with my family. 
then the night before I should probably pack the diaper bag and make sure I have the diapers and wipes that I need. Maybe have water bottles filled up, have some snacks ready to go. Um, and maybe if we want to go for a walk to go to the park or something, and we want to like play ball or something to make sure that I have the sports equipment that we want, I'm ready to go and have everything ready so that as soon as we wake up, we can just get dressed and go. I can even lay out my workout clothes, you know, and I can lay out my shoes and my socks and everything is good to go. So I just put my stuff on all the kids do the same. They lay out their stuff and then we can just literally go out with the stroller and just go. We don't have to worry about packing everything up that morning and getting really stressed and being like, where's your shoes? I don't know. Well, it looks like we're going to spend an hour finding them. So we won't even be able to do the walk now. Like, you know how it goes. It gets crazy in the mornings, especially when there's a lot of kids and having five kids, I can say it's a lot. (laughs) So Doing your best to plan ahead and doing things the night before is super helpful or even the day before because sometimes the night before you're just kind of exhausted. You're tapped out from the day and you don't really feel like packing stuff and I get it because I've been there. So sometimes when you're in the mood to plan ahead and you're in the mood to kind of be motivated and get things done, do it then. Do it during, you know, the middle of the day or the morning even before, you know, whatever it is that works for you to plan ahead, do that. But it starts with planning out your week and and getting those daily blocks in, you know, doing your block schedule, blocking out time for the things that are important that you want to prioritize, and then looking for those openings that are free space that you can decide to do what you want with your time. And maybe that's a time that you choose to have fun with your family, or you choose to have some self-care and you need to go get your nails done, or you want to go have a girl's night out with your friend, or you want to go on a date night with your husband, or maybe you want to do a kid date with your kids. Like whatever it is that you want to do with your free time, you have those options of those spaces, those free spaces throughout your week, because you have prioritized the things that you need to get done first. Um, whatever it is that your priorities are, those need to be scheduled in first before anything else so that you're not having to put out fires constantly like I was because I wasn't planning ahead and I wasn't doing all these things. If if you're trying to do all these things that I'm talking about here in this episode, no life isn't going to be perfect, but it is going to be so much better because <laughs> I've learned from my mistakes and these are some mistakes that I've made. And I just want to share with you the tips and tricks that have helped for me to get out of this chaos and contentious mode and just craziness because I know that these things are working and that they have worked and they've changed our family dynamic because they're different from just putting out fires every single day. Like we had talked about, we don't want to put out the fire or we don't want to constantly just be putting out fires and we don't want to be egging on more fires while trying to put out the fires. We want to plan ahead so that literally all we're there to do is if we, so think of it like this, if you plan ahead, you're chopping down all those trees. So there's nothing to burn or not as much. Okay. The more you plan ahead, the less trees you have to catch fire. If you're not planning ahead, but you're trying to at least have rhythms in place, then you at least have a pail of water and you're, you can put out the fires. But if you're not planning ahead, you don't have rhythms and routines in place then all you have is a torch and all you're doing is lighting the fires and it's not happy. It's not calm. It's not peaceful. It's not relaxing. It's crazy. It's chaos. And there's this lady that, um, I'm learning some cleaning techniques and skills from that. I really enjoy her book. Um, I think it's called sync reflections. 
you'll have to look at, I can't remember her name, but anyway, she's known as the fly lady. She likes fly fishing and, and cleaning. I don't know. It's, I don't even know how they connect, but they call her the fly lady. <laughs> Anyways, one of the things that she says in there is chaos means like the, it's not necessarily a definition, but it's her, her way of saying, you know, each letter stands for something. So chaos means can't have anyone over syndrome. And that's exactly what life is like when your life is chaotic and contentious. The last thing you want to do is have friends over because your house is a wreck. Your kids are fighting. You're a mess. Everyone's hit burnout and it's not a pretty sight and you don't feel peace and calm. So why would you want to invite someone over to have them a part of all the crazy, right? (laughs) So we don't want chaos. We don't want, can't have anyone over syndrome. We want to have our friends over. We want to have people welcome into our home. We want to have fun. We want to enjoy social life. We want to enjoy family life. We want to enjoy just being at home. We want to, we want to be peaceful. We want to feel love and balance and happiness. And we want to be present with our kiddos, like all of the good things, right? But that can't happen until we get rid of the chaos. We have to get rid of it. And these are just a few things that have helped me to get rid of chaos. Maybe not completely, but at least lessen it. Cause obviously with five kids, there's going to always be just a little bit of chaos. (laughs) It's not perfect. Life isn't meant to be perfect, but at least we know that we're trying and that's all that we can ask for, right? Anyways, I hope this helps ladies. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a wonderful treat to talk with you. I super enjoy having this time to get to know you and to kind of take you along this motherhood journey with me. Um, Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.